Thank you guys for tuning in. Um without further ado, I let my guest introduce himself. My name is Andrew Numero Malisero. I play football. I think that's 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 all. What Tell else? us a bit about you. How old are you? Um I'm 20 years I'm 21 years old. Sorry, I got used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 21 years old. I'm from Malawi. But um I've been in Kenya too long. It's home now. So yeah. That that that's nice to hear. So um before we go into your story, um I'd like you to tell us a bit about your shirt. I can see you're wearing a Numero Foundation shirt. So tell us a bit about that and what made you start that foundation? Um well first things first, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um this this shirt it's um it's a Numero Foundation shirt. I have a foundation and it's mainly focused on athletes. So what we are trying to do is um I personally am an athlete and I understand the the challenges that athletes face on a day-to-day basis, I believe. So me thinking and coming up with a foundation like this is to simply help the athletes coming below me or even the ones that are ahead of me with things that maybe they don't know about the industry that maybe I know or maybe someone else knows so we focus on mentorship yeah mentoring maybe the young athletes and we focus on um education and when it comes to education it's basically we can talk about school in general we can talk about educating them about the industry they're in we can talk about mental health education and that's the most important of all because uh, it takes a lot of strength for you to be able to keep going in this yeah. industry in my opinion from what i've gone through from what i've experienced it's mental health that keeps you going it's not the talent it's not the hard working for you to even be disciplined you need to be mentally okay you cannot be disciplined if you're not mentally okay and I, i've tried uh, i played football <laughs> back in the days and exactly i i can attest to yeah. you it's it's your mind that that yeah. keeps you going yeah. and because sports is something that some days you'll win some days you'll lose yeah. it's it's it about your mind you yeah, know yeah exactly For me personally um I play golf and for golf I've seen it's your mind that literally keeps you going. Yeah. The thing that differentiates the good players from the great players the is their mindset. Yeah. And I think that's why people said Tiger Woods was probably one of the yeah. greatest players to ever bless the sport. Yeah. But enough about that. You no, know, tell us about your football journey. And yeah, just to finish um so for the foundation the third one is and also on the on that same point we partnered with a mental health organization the code within and without. Yeah. Part of within exactly. and without. Shout out to them yeah, for the amazing to, work they're doing. <laughs> they're doing very great work and um this to basically just highlight that main point. And obviously I I don't have much to say about mental health but they do. So it's to bring in someone who knows what they're doing to help us in helping athletes. And the third one is community service. So a perfect example for community service is during this whole Ramadan period as a foundation we we were part of a group that managed to reach out to Muslim families that are lacking and helping them with like food hampers. Wow. Because there are a lot of people out there that that were breaking even their fast with nothing. Wow. Because even when it, they're fasting the whole day when it 6:30 comes they don't have anything to, to break their fast with. 
So, oh, did he say you are again? Huh? <laughs> I'm 21. <laughs> so yeah, um, basically. That's amazing. But um, and also we also helped a lot of um orphanages. Yeah. Um, during this whole period, and it's basically to just do as much as we can, in helping the community. Yeah. And I would we would love to do more, and it all comes um from the help that outside people are giving us. So if someone says to buy a t-shirt today, yeah, which is only 800 bob, yeah. They're, they're the ones that are basically giving the money to the orphanages, to the people that are that are that are lacking, you know. It's not my money. Yeah. But it's basically like what people are giving us is what is going outside the world. Yeah. So thank you for everyone who's supporting us, everyone who has bought a shirt, everyone who has contributed something. It means a lot to us. Please, and please, guys, if out. you're listening to this and you haven't yeah. bought a shirt yet, make sure you it's only eight hundred. It's, it's starting with him. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I pledge after this, I will buy my shirt. <laughs> so definitely. So yeah. definitely my next photo, you'll see me with the shirt. <laughs> and yes, guys, please, yeah. if you're listening to this, kindly buy your shirt and support a family. You yeah. never know. It might be 800 for you, but it might be a long yeah. way for someone else. So yeah, tell us about your football journey. Um, My football journey is interesting. It started when I was very, very young. Yeah. I um, Growing up in Malawi, we had different choices you know people how people say like i grew up i didn't have a choice yeah for me i believe everyone i grew up with we all had choices and um when i was very young i started playing football in the streets with my friends barefoot playing on the streets coming home with scars and that is the route i decided to take some of my friends went into drugs some of my friends not really my friends but a lot of people that even i played football at some point they're now doing other things, yeah. you know. And that's when I look back to when my journey started, I thank those days because they really showed me everything, you know. Yeah. It was either that or a complete different life. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here sitting with you. I wouldn't have achieved anything I've achieved today. That's true. I wouldn't even be half the person I am today. So my football journey started in Malawi around maybe four years playing with my friends. I grew up like that. Going to school in primary, I would play. First thing you get there in the morning. Yeah, football. Gather some friends and play for money. You go you go into <laughs> class and you're already dirty. That's why I, I never even had a girlfriend in primary. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, uh, entering, yeah, yeah. you're entering class. Do you have a just, girlfriend now? Yeah, no, I have a girlfriend. Ah, well done, well done. Yeah, well thank done. you very much. So I don't have a ring yet, but I'm going. <laughs> but yeah, um, so... My whole primary was like that. It was just football, football, football. I'd leave the house at six, come back at seven, and my mom would mom at football. Yeah. So um, my life changed when I was around in standard seven. I was around 11 years old at that time. So my school, just to give you a brief explanation, in my class were around 70 people. Wow. So you have 70 people in one class. So if, like, if you're in year seven, standard seven, you have three year sevens. Standard seven A, B, and C, and each of them was seventy. Each of them people. have seventy people. Yeah. And when it comes to playing football, we had two, three different teams. Yeah. So you have A, B, and C, different teams. Everyone was it, in the was it based on classes or based on like strength or friends or you know, and myself? Because there were so many, yeah, it had to be classes. Oh, you had, had to, to divide big. them like that. Yeah. But then, like over, you also had a school team. Yeah. And then now you can imagine. So like for example, like under at that time under fifteen, we had from year six, seven, eight, 
So that's like 70 people. Exactly. For three streams. For three. That's already 210 people. <laughs> to make one team. And then, yeah, that's a lot of people. And then um, that's how my journey started, basically. I was playing and I was doing well, you know. So a time, a time came when in Malawi there was this one-of-a-kind academy was launched in Malawi. Yeah. Everything was being done differently. And then they came to our school and said, you know what, we're going to have a tournament now to scout people. Yeah. You know, so everyone was excited. We were playing, I think it was like seven aside. So they had to choose 10 people to represent under 15. Wow. Out of three, out of like six classes. Yeah, out of many people. Exactly. Like probably more than 300 exactly. people. So I made the 10. I made the 10. And then I went for the trials. We played, we played, we played. Maybe like three weekends we, we had to go there. And then play, we come back home, and no one heard anything. Maybe like after like two months, someone comes to our classroom and then goes, "Andrew, you have been called to the teacher's office." Yeah. My first instinct is I'm in trouble. No one, no one has been called to the exactly. That's office. that's how things were. Like yeah. I, I'm not smart enough to be called <laughs> to the principal's office. So why why am I being called there? Yeah. So I found one guy who came from the secondary side, yeah. and me. So yeah. we're sitting there. So they ask us, do you know why you're here? I'm like, no. And then they goes, you two have been scouted to go to the academy. Wow. And it was only me from primary that was scouted to go to the academy. And it was crazy because out of everyone, you know. Yeah, that's, and a, these guys, that's a huge number of exactly. people. And these guys only had like 20 guys in the academy. And that's, what, that's when my life changed because I started now seeing things differently. I'm like... This is now the path I'm supposed to take. Yeah. And then when I go home, I'll do things differently, you know. So yeah. And then a funny thing, I went I went to the academy first day, the guy refused. Said, Bro, you're not eleven years old. <laughs> what do you mean? Refused. <laughs> I'm telling you, he asked me. So to me I'm thinking I'm gonna turn it under toes. Yeah. He goes, No, bro. You're not you're not eleven years old. <laughs> About I, I told him, bro. I didn't even have a passport at that time. I don't even know what I can do to make to convince this guy. Yeah. I told him, I'm 11. You can come to my house. Yeah. The guy says no. He put me in under 15. Wow. At 11 years old, he put me in under 15. <laughs> and then you're seeing everything is huge. <laughs> the first day, I'm seeing the, our, fir- our first game. Yeah. I, I went to the changing room. He goes, Andrew, you're playing. I told him, no, my stomach is hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I I sat outside, I watched the whole game. Yeah. And that's when that's when my life changed basically, because it was either I own up to it or I get out. That's true. And at that academy we had everything. They would give you they would give you fair. Wow. And for me, my whole life, when my mom gives me fair to go to school, I would work. So you save the money to have money for break or lunch. Exactly. But it it would go into football playing for money anyway. Exactly. But uh, that was now like these guys are giving you transport. And my mom never knew. Yeah. Because my mom if I asked her mom, give me one fifty for transport, it would be crazy. Yeah. You know? So these guys and then one day we played a tournament until seven o'clock. I told the coach, I'm like, Me, I can't go home today. Yeah. Because what am I going to tell my mom? What am I going to tell my dad? Yeah. This guy said, okay, you know what? You and I will go home. I will tell them. Wow. I told them, bad idea. My mom doesn't know I'm here. Yeah. You know, my mom doesn't know I'm here. Yeah. This is going to end up badly. And the the biggest thing was, this guy wasn't just a normal guy. Yeah. This guy had played for the Malawi national team, was a captain for the Malawi national team. Wow. 
So to have his backing like that, it was even special. Yeah. He took me home that night. Before took, you continue, yeah. yeah, just want to ask you one thing. So at that point of life, your parents were the keep to books parents, yeah. basically. Yeah. The ones who they don't care or they don't want to know what you're doing. It's yeah. grades, grades, grades. My mom, my mom was a teacher at that time, so you can understand. Wow. <laughs> That's pressure. <laughs> exactly. That's pressure. And then um my brother, my 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 older brother when he started playing football at a young age, he broke his leg. Wow. You know, so it, even to just leave the books and focus on football, your brother broke his leg. Yeah. It's that's a no go zone. But I decided to still try. And like this this night this guy took me home and talked to my parents. My parents were like, "No." This guy sat there for 10 minutes. I was like a special child. When going home, this guy dropped people, people, and then he dropped me last and entered my house. Yeah. And talked to my parents. And even my parents, something, even though they were still like a bit no, but I still understood that this kid, for this person, who's this big, home. even in the Malawi football industry, to drop him home and try to convince us to let him play football, yeah. he, must be, he must be good. There must be something exactly he sees exactly. So from now, from there, my mom told me, "You focus on education. If you if you have to play football, you play just in case." Yeah. So I'd go to school. I think we used to train around maybe like three times a week. So you, I would have to go to school, come back, go get the bus. I'd connect like two buses. At that time, I'm like twelve years old. Connect two buses to go to training at six o'clock. I was scared even coming from training, taking two buses again. And going and where I grew up, it wasn't like at you can just walk at six o'clock and you're young. Yeah, I used to sprint from the markets to my house nonstop because I was scared. Monday fast, bro. Yeah, hey, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> that mixed with dogs, you'll be shocked. You'll <laughs> be shocked. So yeah, that's how my journey started. And then um, I played there for around two years, and um, I played I played with some amazing people. Most guys I played with there yeah. are now in the national team as well. So um after that when I got to 13 um my family had to move here part of my family had to move here yeah so we moved here and that was a it was a change of environment you know you're coming from a place where if you speak english you probably be slapped and there you have to speak it every day yeah you know you're coming from a place where I didn't even know how to speak english when I came here I barely spoke english and then um you have to change your whole life because I was used to by the time I was coming here, I'm telling you, I'd only used maybe boots once. Barefoot. Your whole life. And then these are things that when you look back to, you even wonder, like, bro. And people ask me, bro, how many boots do you have? I told them, plenty. Yeah. Because I know how it feels to, to not have any boots. Oh, you're rich. No, I'm not rich. But I'll have as many boots as I want because I know how I felt to play with, that, with none. Yeah. And then when I came here, I went to Brayburn change of scenario. from a government school 70 guys in, in one class 20 is the maximum you, you could have in Brayburn yeah. so to, uh, a small class everyone is friendly that was a change of my life and I, for, I, I'm very grateful because I've lived both lives I know how it feels to not have anything and I know how it feels to have something Yeah. and that gives you a different perspective of life so I went to Brayburn I started playing football in Brayburn and I think like my first week playing you know like a rondo and stuff like that together like hey bro this guy is dangerous but I'd, I'd come like halfway the time when football was, was being played yeah. I didn't play that season but I guess I was like hey bro this guy is dangerous when the football time came 
It was always term three, yeah? Term one. It was term one for us. Yeah, oh. It was term one for us. I remember we used to have a teacher called Mr. Checky. Mr. Checky. You know, I don't know if you remember, but like, but I used to sell these power shoes, trainers. They were like green with like, a, I don't know how, like a, a triangle over there like this. It has yeah, like almost like Adidas. Sign. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I get that. So now I me, mean, these shoes, I was using them for games after school and everything. Bro, I'm telling you, and I promise you. Yeah. The first ever game I was going to play against St. Christopher's for Brayburn. Yeah. I was walking into the bus with those shoes. Yeah. And they were even torn in front. This guy stopped me at the bus. He goes, where are your boots? He told me, I'm using these. <laughs> the guy told me, I'm mad. <laughs> he took me to his office. He gave me a pair of CTRs, yellow ones. He told me, why these? I wore those. That game, I banged like two goals. Yeah. He told me, bro, you're not giving me back those shoes? Tell your mom 3K, give me. <laughs> He told them, bro, you, me, I'm not taking these boots back. Yeah. You take them, you go tell your mom 3K, you give me 3K. For like two weeks, I gave him 3K. I started using them. I played, I played, I played that term. End of term, man, man, I don't even know what I'm doing in assembly. They're saying, ah, best player of the, of the term, Andrew. Wow. The next, the next football term... Me and this guy called Brice, you know Brice? I know Brice, I know Brice. I think we were the only ones from year 9 or 10 to be moved to under 19. Yeah. We were playing under 19 and we were 10 years old. Me, I was, me, I was there already. I wouldn't have said that my stomach is hurting again. I was used to it. Yeah. And then we were even the ones shining in, the, in under, under 19. So this time you're how old? At this time, I think I was like 16. Yeah. In year 11, I should have been 16. In year yeah. 10, I should have been 16 around there. Yeah. Or 15, 16 around there. I don't remember. And it was just that. You're playing well, you're doing well, and everything is going well, you know. And then um, I finished Brayburn. I went to Brayside. Brayside, I, I was only there for a year. And um, we played under 17 there, and we won the league. Brayside, if you look at us on paper, we had people that were joking. Bro, Brayside training. We used to go there, we juggle the ball, we go home after school, they're done. <laughs> bro, I did, ah, bro, come, up, come show up for training. We yeah. go, no one, bro. We can even ask anyone. But that season, bro, we had like players that, that wanted it. But Brookhouse, to beat Brookhouse twice. Yeah. And you know Brookhouse at that. Uh, not and even Brookhouse like high school. Was, yeah, exactly. Brookhouse took sports very yeah, exactly. seriously. These are guys that have everything. And that's, if you look at our coach, bro, we used to be the coaches. Me, Jeremy, we used to be the coaches. Yeah. But we all wanted it. And then we ended up winning the league. And beaten. We scored like over like, I don't know how many goals. And then that's just how it started. And then, you know, you start believing in yourself more. When you, when you start doing these things, people think, oh, it was just Brayside. It wasn't just Brayside. No one, no one knew what it meant to us. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at yourselves, you even you say, yeah, we believed. Yeah, we wanted to win this. But for you to actually win it, it's a whole different case. And everyone that went to Brayside, I'm telling you, ask them, what did it mean to you, bro, to beat Brookhouse twice? To beat all these schools. And it wasn't just, we go to a, the tournament in um, Grinstead, we win it. Everything just came like that. But people think, ah, bro, that was just Grinstead. We just. No, bro. I know. Like, also, me, like, back in the days, I've played football. Yeah. So I, kn- I know when you want something yeah. bad, you you have the chance yeah, exactly. to get it. Yeah. Like, even for us, I think when we won Ipsa League, I think we won Ipsa League two years in a row, yeah. Um, I remember we barely had training. Yeah. Yeah. And if we had training, it's the one for the coach would come and tell you, you guys, you know football, but you have no fitness. 
So run laps. <laughs> and you know, you're so frustrated yeah. and everything. So guys used to barely show up for training. But this was a group of individuals who came together to yeah. fight for, you know, one common goal. Yeah. You know, and so I can totally relate to what you're saying. Because yeah. people, we focus so much on the things that we cannot do. Yeah. You know, and... I feel like there's so much like there's so much that 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 particular thing no one can tell me anything. You cannot tell me anything about how much it should mean to me. Yeah. Because I know what it took. There was a game, bro, like even if your leg is hurting, you can't stop. It, you because you understand like there's so many things that people can say, "Ah, bro, but it's only this much." Yeah. Or it's just a game. It's just a game. Yeah, I know. There's there's nothing like someone can tell me that can piss me off as much as that. Oh, it's just a game, yeah. Because for me, it can be more than a game. Yeah. My life can change in a game. That's so true. And you know, these are things that a lot of, we let other people like determine the importance of something in our lives. And that's what you should never do. Because today, some people like, there was a, one person that's like, bro, these days I play football and people say, bro, you don't even struggle. But I've struggled. You struggled. I remember there was a time back back in the back when I was playing for Jaffries and I remember there was like I can't remember to which school it was but I remember it was an away game yeah, yeah. and I felt so bad that we lo- we lost and I think I'd missed a penalty yeah. yeah so I remember on the bus back I was crying yeah. and everyone was just like yo what going with this guy that yeah, is exactly. crying you know but no one understood how yeah. deep you know that yeah. stuff meant to me you know people were like oh, it's just a game yeah. And you see, for me, like, I've really grown up with this competitive spirit. Yeah. I like winning. Yeah. yeah. And I know you like winning as well, yeah. Yeah, I love winning. I'm telling you, there was a time. So, like, even when I was in Braeburn. Yeah. Braeburn, if you look at the trainings we, also, we used to have in Braeburn, and the trainings we used to have in Braeside, they're two different things. Braeburn, we are training every Tuesday and Thursday. You're doing this, you're doing that. You're doing everything, you know. Yeah. But you're still not winning. And then you still go home. You know, everything's fine. But then now when I'm there, me, I'm shouting, people think I'm, I'm psycho. Because I can shout when I'm, the, when I'm on the pitch. Yeah. I can shout and then at the end of the day, I'm giving you a handshake. You think, are you mad? Oh yeah, like, it's not personal. It's not personal. Yeah, but it's then not it's personal, just, I know. You want to yeah, win. You want to. And you know that you can win. Yeah. You know, so yeah, um, I went to Brayside, I won the league. And then, I, I wish I could have stayed for your 13. Yeah. I wish I was there to stay for your 13. Because I was looking forward to finishing my, my B-Tech. Yeah. And everything. But I couldn't. Yeah. It was I don't know I don't know if you remember. I've never spoken to anyone about this, but I don't know if you remember that trip we took to was it Kiambu? Yeah, Kiambu. Rising Stars. Yeah. We went there for a few days. And that was when I was about to start my year thirteen. Yeah. I came home. I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday. I entered my mom's room. I told her, Mom, I don't have uniform. She told me, sit down. My brother at that time was about to start year one. Yeah. She told me sit down, and she said, "You know what? I would love for you to finish your thirteen, but I don't have the money for you to finish your thirteen. Yeah, and your brother is just starting year one. You know, at that time, even me, like, fine, I've never been a genius. Yeah, but I wanted to finish your thirteen. Yeah, I get what because you know, I go, I play football, I finish my thirteen. That's what everyone is doing. But I was, I told my mom, you know what? I understand. We're in a tricky situation. If I don't, if it's not possible, I will not." I tried going to Brayside asking for a scholarship. It wasn't possible. And then at that time, I had a whole year now to 
to think about what I'm going to do. What you wanted. What can I do in this year? You know, because I cannot say, ah, I want to go do this, do that. I can't. So I, I said, I'm going to focus on football. I am really going to to focus on football. And then when people ask me, bro, why are you not coming? I'm like, bro, I'm a, I'm a dropout. You said that's a joke. Because you don't want it to, to really, you don't want to show how, how much it means to you, you know? Yeah. The easiest thing you can say, bro, I'm a dropout. I dropped out. And then he said as a joke, ah, oh, bro, I wish I was you. You know, that year I took my time, I focused on football. I played football, I played football. I think that time was around 2018. And I'm telling you that that is the year that everything changed for me. Again, you know, because you think you're in, a, you're in a safe space. Yeah. You're ta- you get taken back. What are you going to do? That year I worked, I worked, I worked. If I show you my emails, if I show you my messages to Malawi, yeah, I messaged over twenty people, telling them, "I'm I'm this player. I want to play for the national team. I want to play for the national team. I want to play for the national team." And before that, I had I had gone to Malawi twice to try for the under 17s and I didn't make it. One one of the times I was late by like two days. I entered the camp when they were traveling in like two days. I didn't make it. I came back. The second time, I didn't make it. I don't know what was the reason. I came back. Now this time, I messaged uh, maybe 20 people. I sent my videos at that time. I did everything. That's what they told me. You can come for the under 20. At that time, I was 18, 18, 17. Around 18, maybe 17, 18. I messaged them. They said, you can come for the under 20s. But you pay your own ticket. Yeah. If you make it, we'll refund you. It's a gamble. I was like, okay. I started with my mom. I told her. She was like, okay, you can go. Bro, I'm telling you, me, I felt my mom telling me, okay, you can go. It wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, because I've already failed twice. True. Under 17, when I was 16. When I was 16. Now I'm 17, 18. And you're 10 for under 20. Under 20, two years older. Yeah. I remember I left, and then I went there, I got into camp. And then this is also another thing. Everything else changes, because people think, because you're coming from Kenya, you have money. And even you, you yourself, you're living in Kenya, and you don't have money. Yeah. So there's already that, that division into who you are and who you are as a person. Because where I came from, if I was to stay, maybe where I came from, if I was to stay there in Malawi, they would look at me differently. True. But because I had a different kind of change in my life, now they look at me differently in that division, which makes it harder to settle. Like, okay. Then I remember I trained, I trained, I trained very well. And then we had a trip to go to Zambia. At that time, it was only maybe like 20 guys. They took, a, they took a large squad because we were driving, we weren't flying. So obviously yeah. you're not spending a lot. So I remember we drove to Zambia. We're playing a game. And then I'm starting. Wow. So obviously that shows you that you're doing something. I remember I started that game. Bro, and I'm, and I'm going to be honest with you. First five minutes, I scored. You asked me how I scored that goal, I don't remember. You don't know. All I remember was the ball came to the top of the edge, I hit it. And the next thing I'm seeing the keeper is just like this, the ball went in. I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. And me, that's that's how important even God is in my life because that's a situation where I would never be able to understand. 
Why did I hit the ball there? Why did I hit it? How did I hit it? I know I don't know. Yeah. Play that game. We won that game. And that was the first time Malawi even youth level we beat Zambia in a long time, maybe 10 years back. Wow. And then you start thinking about this. You start going forward. I've met the team. I remember we finished that game. We went back now we had Afcon qualifiers. We played against South Africa home and away. I started both games. One I played around maybe like 70 minutes that and I played the full game yeah. back at home. We lost. I came back here December. I think at that time where was I playing? I don't even remember. But I wasn't even playing for a big team or anything. But it was just literally my my discipline, my motivation and my hard work that I could be able to enter a room and say, you know what? I play for the Malawi national team. Where do you play? Well, me I played at Imbrait in Braeburn. You know. After that I moved I spent months 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 maybe like 3 months later I get another call up later we have a tournament in Zambia come represent your country I went back home I played in the tournament I come back And then at that time that's when now I was about to leave for the United States Yeah I got a scholarship I was about to leave to go to the US And then um another another change and you know it's all because of all food my my traveling has been awful but i've never gone out with my family i was just traveling for a holiday somewhere i've never all my traveling i've done is because of football yeah there's no way in my passport you can show me say this is you just go you just went with your parents it's a holiday everything in my passport is football wise yeah so um, at that time i was about to leave for the us and i remember after december i came back to kenya maybe for like january and february i left end of feb to go to the US. Now obviously you are thinking this is it. This is my break and everything. Yeah. Cuz at that time it made sense, you know. I do this, I do this, now this was what it was meant to be. Now I spent 4 years here. I look for something else. That was my plan. Even not even 4 years. I spent 2 years in uni. Yeah. I get an MLS club, I'm sorted. You're sorted, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorted. I got there My first thing the, the first thing they told you like oh you can't kick a ball yet you have to go through medicals. Wow. I'm like so take me to the medicals me I have nothing bro. I go for my medicals the doctor looks at me like my chest and everything it goes bro your heart is not beating properly. What? Bro what do you mean me I play every day in Africa and they tell me I can't play because <laughs> my heart is beating bro when did my heart my heart be changed? You think it changed uh, in the plane me I tell me I'm breathing normally. Yeah. He goes no. We need to schedule you for for something called an EKG it's like um a heart test yeah so i take that and that took maybe like two weeks to just come then i had to tell you how oh, you just have an irregular heartbeat it's normal yeah right now i start playing the first session me i'm killing it i'm doing everything someone steps on my ankle swollen wow bro maybe like four days i come back from that my shins My shin start hurting I'm playing with it still. Yeah. And then the coach came to me one day. He goes, "Well, you cannot play this year." I'm like, "But me I've gone through enough already. Just just tell me you're joking because you cannot play this year." Why? <laughs> He goes, "Oh, because of like how um I wasn't I wasn't in school." Yeah. Like for like a whole year. Yeah. I have to make up for it. So I, I do like one academic year without playing. Yeah. And then I start the second year. And I tell him, "Bro, you're joking." He goes, "No. I'm serious." And then at that time I'm doing so well in training. Yeah. And then that just goes out. You're not playing meaning you are not even to be focused on. 
Because why would you focus on a player that is not playing the season? True. And initially your plan was to go there for two years exactly, and go. Exactly, exactly. So that means they were adding for you another year that yeah. you didn't think existed. Exactly. So now you you think about it, you're like, oh my God. It was normal. Like, okay, fine, you know what? I'll have a year to improve and next year I'll come back stronger. But I'm telling you, my shins, I couldn't play 30 minutes without my leg, without my feet getting numb. Yeah. Bro, why? I go to the doctor first of all, he tells me, okay, let's schedule you for an x-ray. My x-ray comes back normal. Go back. An MRI, my, my MRI comes back normal. Bro, but I'm telling these guys, I cannot play. Your 30 minutes, bro, even less. I can't move. But how do you explain it? The MRI X-ray is coming back normal. <laughs> how do you explain that, bro? Yeah, that's crazy. They're going to say, "Ah, oh, you're just lazy." Ah, bro, from there now I just became invisible <laughs> to the coach. Nothing you do is right. And obviously that now that starts getting to you, you cannot do anything right. Even when you go to training, you don't want to be at training. You're just doing everything wrong. You just feel like you're going to do everything wrong. At that time, you're not playing. You are invisible to the coach and nothing you are doing is right. I was like, okay. I spent the whole summer there. I played uh I played for the same coach for the summer and my scenes, my scenes. Sometimes there was a game I'm playing so well, maybe like 30 minutes. I sit down. Then the coach looks at me and goes, "Again? <laughs> What do you want me to do? <laughs> What do you want me to do? Come to cut my legs off, bro." Yeah. This guy said, "Again?" And like in a pissed off way goes and then calls someone else to come on. Yeah. And for me I didn't even know how to explain but it was affecting me a lot cuz I know I'm feeling the pain. Yeah. But I don't know how to explain it to you. And you can't see it anywhere yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. The MRI is coming back normal. The X is coming back normal. How can you even explain that? I let it slide. And then um after the summer now the season started now that's when you you feel lonely because now that's when the team starts traveling that's when they start playing a lot of games and then you're just there yeah you don't even feel like you're part of the team and initially you're a player who came there on scholarship exactly so they expect you actually to give your 100 exactly. so now from there because it eats you up a lot you know you don't have an you don't have an explanation and then um i think it was like around november when i'm writing my final exam now I was going to to apply for my next classes you know for the next trimester. And then they tell me, "Bro, you have a you have a balance of $5,000." I'm like, "Hey, oh no." Yeah. So you cannot register your classes. And then now that matter was after your final exam, you cannot stay on campus. Yeah. Because you have a balance, you don't have any classes. So you just be staying like as a nobody basically. I am, yeah. I took that paper, I rushed to the office for the coach. I'm doing, look at this. He goes, yeah, that's it. You have 5,000 balance. I'm like, how? Did you not put my scholarship? He goes, I did put a scholarship, but you're not playing. So you have 5K to raise in two weeks. Wow. Less than two weeks, you have to raise 5K. Bro, I'm telling you, my whole life, I've never seen 5K dollars. That's a lot of money. That's Bro, a lot of money. And then you look at it, you're like, That's 500,000 Kenyan shillings. Even calling my mom right now and telling her you have to come up with 500,000 Kenyan shillings in two weeks is disrespectful. Yes, sure. Bro, I told this guy, I mean, I'll do anything. And he goes, bro, I gave you work experience. I mean, I gave you like work study. Work study was only giving me 200, maybe like $200 max a month. Yeah. How can you put, how? and that was like after like two months, how can you put $400 into 5K? Doesn't make sense. That is literally like putting, I don't know, 
top what like just putting like a cup into the ocean what are you doing you're not adding anything <laughs> and then me yeah, it was anything. it was even like man i'm like what am i going to do call my mother because she would do from time my i know what to do yeah and the stay and play because i exam and the energy can't um it came i finished my my uh i finished my exam i went to go see the uh, the president for the school i'm convinced he's a kind of racist but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i went to see the guy and that day i was leaving the next day i went to see him i told him the situation he goes well when you get back home send me an email and at that time i was already breaking for like christmas and stuff so i'd have just gone home for holiday you know yeah because when you get home send me an email and we'll look into it wow I got back here. I flew on the se- on, like on the next day. Yeah. I came back home. I sent the guy an email till today. I've never seen a reply. Wow. Till today. You know. And then I was like, "Ah, sour. Now you come back here and I came back in like And November. did you send one or several? I sent him like maybe like three. I even told my a friend of mine who's who's in the same uni yeah. to go speak to him. The guy went into his office, he spoke to him and said I'll look into it. Nobody did anything. Like so, now you're back to to square one. What do you do? You thought US was your was your break. It wasn't. Come back in November. Where do you start from? By that time, now I'm like 19, and I was like, you know what? If there's anything I can do is play football. Yeah. I started playing football. I started playing football. I started playing football. That was in 2019. And then um, in 2020. I started playing for a division 1 club, you know. Over there playing, I played maybe the first game, I score the second game, you know. You're playing well and everything and teams start noticing you. And then I think that's when COVID started. Yeah. Yeah, and then COVID started after that and I wasn't playing. And then uh after that and then I I got a phone call. I think it was like a Friday or a Thursday. Tomorrow I'm leaving for Kericho. You know, there's nothing to do. I want to go to Kericho. With my girlfriend and you know, you just go relax. Cause already the thing for me it was even like too much at that point. Yeah, I'm trying my best to stay strong, but it, it gets to you. It does. You don't understand. And then um, yeah, I get a phone call. He goes, "Are you in Nairobi?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in Nairobi." What are you doing? Nothing. He goes, "Ah, bro, we have this connect with Gorma here, and they they're willing to sign you." Wow. So me, I think about it. I'm like, "Hey, bro." Now you made to come from here to go there. How does that work? Yeah, but at the end of the day I'm like, "Hey, this is an opportunity. I'm going to stay." Plus you used to being from here and playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Since so yeah, it wouldn't from be from ele- from the time you're 11. Yeah, you're 11. Yeah, you start you start getting used to it and like going beyond what you expect, you know. So I remember going to the chairman's office, talking to him and everything. And uh, everything was fine. I think that was the first day I came home. The second day, they offered me a contract. And then I think on the third day, that's when I was signing. Yeah. You know, and this is funny because my my whole life, bro, I can I can count to you the people I can tell that they're my friends. But from that day, even I was even reading posts on Facebook. I said, "Hey, bro, me, I've played with this kid and he's so good. I've never seen you. <laughs> I've never seen you. You never seen him, huh?" I've never seen you. I've never spoken to you, but you're here speaking about me. Yeah. Ah, bro, me this kid, hey, bro, hey, 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 hey. and that even adds some pressure. 
Because <laughs> I'd rather I do it instead on the download. Let me go. Yeah. Ah, bro. Everywhere, everyone is speaking. Everyone is talking. Now that's when love starts coming in. But when I was struggling, no one said anything. Usually, say they only love you and you're up. Huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you that day, everyone is texting me. Even people you wouldn't believe. Yeah. But everyone is texting me. Even those girls that never wanted to date you back when you're that year a footballer. Bro, primary, bro. I'm telling you, if I went back to Malawi right now, ah, way, it'd be different. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, I signed for Gore, and then that was now the beginning. You know, it starts. It'd be like ah, maybe everything had to fail, mm-hmm. so now this starts working. You know. So yeah. That started going, that started going for like maybe like six months. Six months, you are. I was, I would say I was part of God. Because if you look at the situation, I'm in the papers, but where is your game time? It's not there. For what reason? For no reason. And I, I'm not going to speak. Obviously, I'm not going to speak any bad or anything like that. Because yeah. some people might have to say differently. But for me, I was doing my best. I was doing everything I can, and I deserved to play, but I didn't. Maybe some people thought differently, and I respect. Yeah, I only played one game. It was a CAF Champions League game over here in Kenya, in Nairobi, at Nyayo, and I played well. You know, you play well, and you expect to play, but I didn't. And then um, it just got a bit difficult to handle, you know. And because uh, there was no reason for me to not play. And then it, it starts now attacking you personally. Is it me? Am I doing everything wrong? And am I not good enough? You know, you start doubting yourself and everything. And this is what I was saying. Mental health comes into play in a different, in a diff- in, in a very, very vital way. It's very powerful. You, you can show up at training but not be there. True. Because you're obligated to show up at training. Yeah. But if you're, if you're mentally not there, you will never be there. Bro, I'm telling you, look at the situation and pray to God that I want to leave. You know, not that I have anything bad to do with this, to uh, to do with anyone. Yeah. But because of the situation, it doesn't favor me in any way. And for for those who don't know, Gorma is a very big team. It's a very big probably club. the biggest team in Kenya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so for and, you um, to get signed to it and want yeah. to leave. Yeah, exactly. It must have been really tough on it you. Was, it was tough for me, you know. Yeah. But obviously, I don't I don't like burning bridges. Yeah. But a lot of a lot happened in the process, in the situation. Yeah. That I was praying to God that I want to leave. Yeah. You know, I want to leave sane, you know. I don't want to leave and even, I don't want to leave a minute too late. Because now that one, I'll just stop. Yeah. I'll just shut off completely. And then one day... Some 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 things happened that I I will never speak about, and then one day just out of nowhere they just tell you go see the CEO. Okay, go to the CEO. The guy goes, well, well before this I talked to the coach. I'm like you know what he was like. I maybe we'll send you on loan. Okay, I just want to play football. I'm yeah. 20 years old. I just want to play football. The next day you go to the CEO. He tells you well, well since we have both agreed. That you want your release letters. <laughs> Bye. You call it, yeah. And then this is how I knew that the God I serve, bro, yeah. answers prayers. Because maybe, maybe someone back there thought that, you know what, let's kill this child. Yeah. Or let's stop this kid. 
or maybe for whatever reason, maybe this kid is not good enough, which I believe is not true. And then one day they, bro, do you know how long my contract was? How long? Four years. Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. And Four I even years. remember when I asked you when you're signing a contract, how long is your contract? Yeah. Four years. Because for me, I see like Kenyan teams, sometimes they tend to hold yeah. young players, you know. And there's a story about some guy I won't mention because, you know, yeah. he, he had an opportunity to go to a club out of the country. Yeah. And the people here refused, you know. But because you have a contract, there's nothing you can nothing do. Nothing can do. And they gave the other club outside the country a silly clause and the club said, we don't think he's this much value. Yeah. So we don't see the point of signing him, you know. Yeah. And I think from that on, like, they kind of hit his career big yeah. down, you know, which is Bro. so dangerous. Yeah. Four years and you're playing, it's fine. Yeah. Four years you're playing for the biggest club. That is perfect. During this time, I got... I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I got called to the national team, to the main national, to senior team. And I know for sure it wouldn't have happened if I was playing in Division One. Yeah, true. I'm not saying this club was the reason I got called up. I take responsibility for that. I got called up because the coach knows me. Yeah. Because of my ability. Yeah. But because I was linked to this team. Yeah. The reason I was called. And I'm, then. Yeah, I also noticed something. It's like national teams especially like Kenya and what it's like they tend to look at the club that someone plays for before they call him to the main team you know it's, have you noticed yeah, that it's important because sometimes even then, you explaining it let's say you're you're a coach for the Kenya national team yeah you explaining why you are picking someone from division 2 yeah. and you're leaving someone who's playing in KPL yeah it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense even but, even if you're just as good yeah explaining it is difficult that's true so what even what even the coach told me straight up was, I've been meaning to call you, but explaining where you're playing, playing. is difficult. That's true. Makes sense. You know? And that's what I'm saying. Like because I was linked to Gore, I got the opportunity to play for the national. But team. the reason I was called was not the name Kormaya. Yeah. It was because of my abilities, because of what the coach saw in me. He told me, he called me. But that was just the opportunity they gave me, the chance they gave me. And I can say from now onwards, if you ever see a Malawian in Gormahia, I was the first Malawian to play for Gore. Sure. Maybe not KPL, but I was the first player to play for Gore. Yeah. Officially. That's history. And as you walk, you start you start seeing these small things and you start taking it as you go. Bro, I've been, I was in a very, very bad state because you fail to understand. You know, you pray for something and then when it comes, what am I going to do now? Because the same people that are saying this kid is good are going to say this kid couldn't hack. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When you're up, the love, when you come down. People phew. people these days speak because they want to speak. But if you look at half the stories that are being shared these days, if you look at the facts, it will never be the same way. Because some people just want to destroy your reputation. And some people want to prove that, bro, this kid was never good. Yeah. But they can't say it when, they, when you're doing well. And you know, the thing is what I realized and I think I even mentioned it in last week's podcast was, you know, the power of the tongue, you know, mm. in one of, you read the Bible a lot and I'll get to that later on in the conversation. But 
one of the verses in the Bible says the power of the tongue, you know, the tongue has the power yeah. to destroy or create, yeah, you know, use it wisely. And I feel like especially with social media because now you can directly reach to someone. Yeah. It's we need to be careful what we say Very about careful. someone, you know, because one sentence, one word yeah. can destroy someone's life forever. See back in the days only you know people close to you yeah. could tell you something. Yeah. But nowadays someone thousands of miles thousands of miles away can you know tell you something and yeah. it changes your life forever. There's this quote that says keep your words soft and sweet. Yeah. In case you have to eat them one day. Wow. And that is the truth, bro. Cuz these days people speak when they want something to to favor them in a way. Yeah. I have a lot of people in my in my DMs that that praise me. You know, when they see me doing well. But I know it's the same people that go behind my back and say you couldn't you couldn't play at goal. But no one knows my story. No one knows where I left. People these days they even come to me and tell me, "Bro, you have it. You have it well, bro." Me I tell them, "Yeah. Bro, you've never struggled, bro." I told him you don't know my story and I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit here bro and tell you man I'm going to say my story I don't want you to ever say I'm soft or anything like that because I don't yeah. have the time and it is even any time that I've said my full story is here yeah no cuz we're very happy to share your story with I us I don't I don't want pity bro every single door I've walked into I've deservedly walked into it there's no one that can say that Andrew you got this and you didn't deserve it If there's that one person that can say that text me. You reach out to us man. Reach out to me. Andrew Numero 48 on Instagram. Because every single thing I have achieved to today I've worked for it. There's nothing that someone can say that Andrew got this and he didn't deserve it. Everything. Everything. And I uh, I played at Gora. I I left and for me my my like my scare was if it breaks out now people are going to speak i did it my instagram for like a day yeah and i was like ah what's the point it already happened if people the people that are around me the people that know no i think also one thing social media has done for us is we tend to even let people who We let people who we don't know exactly have opinion of us yeah. that matter even more than people yeah. we know, you know. And I think for me, for like so long before I started this podcast, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, I was like, now what will this person say? You know, what will this person say? Yeah. What will this person say? You know, if I say this, will this person ever invite me for anything? Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, like they probably don't care. Yeah, you know, we're probably caring about people who not even come to our funerals you know yeah exactly and at the end of the day the one thing i learned is at the end of the day at the deathbed you won't say oh i couldn't do this because of this or i didn't do this it's you you'll sit there and say andrew i could have done this yeah. why didn't i do it you know so like for me even like these days what i do is i tend to stop as much as i can letting people's opinions control my life it's important because you know like i realized every single thing that i have achieved in my life 
I've done it basically with people that care about me and I care about them. Yeah. You know. So, why should I delete my Instagram? For someone who if I look at my success, I can't even pinpoint one thing they have helped me with. It's true. It changes it changes. I'm not going to say like it doesn't affect you still. It does. But it gives you a bigger picture on moving forward. If I show you my circle today, bro, you'll be shocked. You'll be very very shocked. A lot of people know Numero. A lot of people talk about Numero. But now they think even I'm ignorant if I don't reply. But it's because I know. Bro, there's some people that I know straight to my face. They show so much love. But behind me there's so much even that they don't show the hatred. They don't want you to, they don't want to see you win. And I'm in the industry that it can make you or break you. Yes. So if you take their love, you're also going to have to take the hate. Wow. You know? Yeah. And when, once you start walking, bro, like, once you start walking on your own, there's this quote I saw, like, if you really want to see your true friends, lose your job. <laughs> lose your job. And it's funny because these things kind of, like, we we say them as a joke you know yeah but it's true not everyone that is there when you're winning is going to be there when you're losing and i don't i don't want to set like standards for friendships but everything should have a purpose you in your life you have a purpose so why shouldn't your friendship with someone have a purpose people say he's only using you he's supposed to use you but is he using you in a good way yeah some people some people will come to you too but they say i want to use you in my in my in my business that's that why would you mind being used in my business but if someone is using you for a different purpose there's no point and i think what you've said is at the end of the day to some extent we're all like using each other yeah. it's just does it align with my purpose exactly is what i'm doing with this person aligning in my purpose exactly because as much as even if we're true friends yeah. if i call you to go out i'm using you exactly. to go out with me to is it helping kind you? of you know create that yeah. vibe or that good type yeah so the question i should be asking is it aligning with my purpose exactly i've never looked at things like that but you've really opened my mind to if i, play, I see things if i play football yeah you're a football agent yeah you want to be rich yeah i want to be a footballer well, The way you're going to make money is using me. True. The way I'm going to make money is using, using me. Yeah. If you get me a club, I'll pay you. Yeah. If you get me a club, it will pay me and I'll pay you. Yeah. We're using each other. What what's wrong with that? People like to think about it like, "Oh, because he's using you." No. We are supposed to use each other. But how are you using each other? That's the biggest question. Because these days I'm going I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say this, but we are We are leading each other the wrong way. I have a lot of friends that play football. Yeah. But they don't live their lives as people that want to play football. There's some people that I even look at them and I'm confused. Yeah. But I'm not going to ask you because you and I, well, you know, maybe we can play football together, but I'm not in the place to ask you that. Yeah. The question is supposed to come from someone that is close to you. But the question is, if you want to be whatever you want to be, How are you living your life? You cannot live two lives. And I always say this. You cannot live two lives. That's number one. Number two, 
the people that are in your life god is going to use them whether you like it or not yeah bro i'm telling you jesus sat with judas every single day eating with each other and god used judas to fulfill jesus story you might say ah bro if i have this bad friend god is not going to use a bad friend no he's going to use a bad friend but in a bad way yeah so how you live your life who you live with your life who you live in your life with it all matters there's no point in your life you can say that bro i'm only doing this for a while and with no consequences i'll go yeah you're going to say i want to be a footballer but in a few years let me enjoy my years it's now never i've lived my life football wise 24/7 but today if you ask me have you done everything you can do for a football i'll tell you no at 15 i would have done some things differently at 11 i would have done some things differently if only i knew because people say i have time you don't have time you might be 11 years old and live to 60 years but if you say that you have time thinking you have 49 years you don't you have today and who you hang out today what you do today and there is this person that g- gave me this example told me if you take this advice it will it will help you 10 10 10 what i do today how is it going to affect my 10 my 10 seconds my 10 minutes maybe my 10 hours my 10, 10 days yeah 10 days 10 months how is it going to affect me years. so if you're thinking about things in 10 seconds why are you going to say i have 69 years to live this this world is changing and a lot of i i see a lot of youth and it it hurts me because there are so many things that can be done right i'm not saying if you're a person that clubs you're doing something lo- something wrong you can do it yeah. but does it align with your purpose That's a question bro. Makes sense, makes sense. Um I wanted to ask you a question yeah. Um how's you're very big on religion. I constantly see you reading the the Bible on your social media and what. Tell me a bit about that. Okay, so for me I believe you can even see the cross on your neck. Yeah. I believe I believe in God. Yeah. That's the most important thing for me in my life because of the person it has raised me to be i've done a lot of things wrong i would never refuse but it has made me the person that can sit here and admit you that i've done a lot of things wrong that's true and wants to be a better person because people think the bible is i mean the being someone who believes in god just about reading the bible it's about who you are you know and doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes you do make mistakes no, Je- exactly jesus worked with people that were doing bad things to the point he was even being asked are you sure you want to work with this person you're doing this and then he says no i'm here for those people that's uh, that are doing wrong because a doctor doesn't go to heal someone who's not who's not sick <laughs> you know yeah so when i think about my faith bro my faith has made me walk into rooms that nothing would have given me enough strength to walk into it. Now for sure when you say a story I can totally see it. Yeah. Even my mom is the same. Yeah. Brave if my mom sat here and told you a story you would you would be shocked. Maybe one day we can have a yeah. This is what this podcast yeah. is about. Bro. Sharing stories that will change lives. Growing up growing up my mom we we used to stay in nine people in a two bedroom house. 
nine people in a two bedroom house and there's not even not even a single day my mom has made as as ever made us feel poor you know why because she told us to believe that we're going to be better one day until today we're in a better place but she still makes us believe that Andrew you can achieve whatever you want to achieve yeah if you pray because like if you believe if i believe that god can do this for me and god has opened so many doors so many doors so many doors and then you look at the bible you read the bible you read about job who suffered for no reason and then ended, ended up being given even double of what he had what he asked for you understand that there's joy after the suffering and bro, for me my suffering i would never curse you for it i would never curse you for it i might i might hurt but at the end of the day i have to be i have to be aligned to what the bible tells me and it gives me strength it it makes you like it makes you understand why you don't have to understand it when i look at it like the story you shared with me today yeah. um i can see it because i'm sure when you when your mom told you you couldn't go back to btech you know you felt broken and everything yeah. but then when you look at it if you went to btech you'd have probably gone straight to university exactly probably done physics or something yeah. and no, never physics. had the chance to <laughs> <Not> physics <laughs> no, no, no. i'm just yeah, giving an yeah, example yeah. nothing nothing yeah. against guys who do physics or what but you get what i'm saying yeah i get what you're saying probably done physics never yeah. played for the malawi national team yeah. never been the first malawian to play yeah. for kormaya and how do you how do you explain that you can't you see and <laughs> for me like i'm not i believe in god i'm not as strong as you yeah. but even for me the days i wake up and i say this is only god yeah like you know things that happen in your life and you have no explanation to yeah. you know and you say for real this is only god you know bro i'm not going to say his name but there was a time someone messaged me and told me bro me i want to do this i want to achieve i want to do this but my dad doesn't want me to do it yeah could you put me in your prayers there's a month I was fasting I was praying and I was putting this person in my prayers he messaged me two months later told me bro my dad has accepted wow I didn't tell him what I was doing yeah I didn't tell him what I did yeah but the fact that this guy stood out and said can you put me in your prayers yeah. that changed everything to me maybe it might not be the same with him or his dad maybe his dad had a different reason yeah but that's how God works For me if I tell you like all the doors God closed in my life for no reason you'd be shocked. Now I play 30 minutes 45 minutes 90 minutes without my shins hurting. Yeah. You know why? Because if I finish 3 years in uni right now I still be in uni. I would have never said I played for the Malawi national team. Yeah. Not said I played for Gormaya. Yeah. I wouldn't be here where I am. Numero Foundation would never exist. So to even back it down a bit If I never knew God, bro, I don't even think I would have ever scored that goal against Zambia. I would have never even made it to under 20. True. If it wasn't for my mom's faith, she'd have never bought a third ticket to back to Malawi. Yeah. Big shout out to your mom. And all this happened because we put God as the person that is going to handle it. Maybe someone might not see it the same way I do. But for me and everything that has happened in my life, I say it has happened because I let God do it. That's true. Even even for me I look at some yeah. things and I definitely know it's not me. 
you know, like even how I got this opportunity to record at this studio. It's definitely just someone reached out to me and was like, yeah. Yeah, I think you should reach out to these guys. Yeah. They do. Look where we are today. You know yourself, it's not me. And that you can't take credit you for it. Even if you take, yeah. take credit for it, it won't even make sense to anyone. Yeah. Opportunity is there. It's, yeah. But after that, you can't take credit. Anyways, as we come to the end of this, I want to ask you three questions. For people out there, how did you convince your parents? Or, you know, for kids who, you know, I think these days people want to be more artistic, more athletic and everything. How, how do you convince your parents? Or how did you convince your parents for you to take such a path? You know, for me, people think I'm lying when I say this, but I didn't wait till I could convince my parents. At the age of 11, I was walking to school. And we would walk through the forest, bro. Yeah. Because you don't want to, because when you walk on the road, it was a bit far and your mom can see you. Yeah. Walk inside the forest to school to save money to go for training in the afternoon. Yeah. When I got here to Kenya, was because my mom wanted me to, to stop football. A different environment, this guy's going to stop football, you focus on something else. <laughs> but I stuck to it. And you know, this is the reason. Like, I gave my mom a reason to, to not say no. Because, like, if you're seeing a child, you're refusing to do something, and he says, no, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I'm very good at it, and this is what I want to do. And every single thing you're doing is showing your mom, your dad, that this is something that you want to do. At some point, they're going to they're gonna say, you know what? Let's see how far you'll get to this. Give him a chance. Because people think it's just about saying, mom, I want to be a footballer. But what are you doing to be a footballer? And you're staying at home, probably sleeping the whole yeah, day. Yeah, bro, my mom, my mom, even me asking my mom, mom, please buy me boots. She didn't, she didn't even afford boots. But I didn't stop. I went to play barefoot. I borrowed some from my friends. Because people think just because, like, your mom is saying no, maybe even, it can even be different reasons. But if you really, if you're really committed, you can convince your parents to do anything, bro. If they're saying their child is taking training seriously, and it also aligns you with every other thing. My my football aligned me with education. I didn't. I'm not an Esther student, but it aligned me to, to the best of my abilities to do well in, edu- in education because of my football. Why should my why should my mom say no? But I'm telling you, me I failed biology. That's why I said no physics, no science. I failed <laughs> biology. Now, but I, I get what but, you're saying. Yeah. I think even in um, I previously asked a similar question to Kwame. And what he said was, have a plan. Show you want something and be committed to it, you know. Don't say you want to play football, and but your excuse for not playing is your shoes are torn. Yeah. You know. But I'm telling like you, you. You said play barefoot. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I feel like you can convince your parents anything you want. But people, kids these days, they sneak out of the house. If you show that commitment to your football. Yeah. <laughs> True. You're going to convince them at some point. Because if you sneak out so much, your parents are going to be like, you know what, we're tired. Just go to the front door. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. But if you're committed to your football, why are they going to keep saying no? You think this kid is committed, he's doing well, disciplined, everything. Next question. Um, What is advice you'd give to a younger you? My younger me would just be, get out there. You know, get out there and express yourself because you know so i feel like a lot of times i would be in a situation where like if people mark me as this i'll be like okay man it's fine just mark me as that it's okay 
But like if I was to express myself more, maybe I'd have done some things differently. What's ad- what's the advice you'd give an older you? To be strong mentally. Yeah. To be strong mentally. To always to always always see the bigger picture. Okay. Any last party shots? Any last closing statements? Um to anyone and everyone who has watched this far, I say thank you. And um for me my words are short, bro, to be honest. I don't like to speak too much. But it's just circumstances don't make a person. You know, circumstances don't make a person. What you've been through, what you've gone through, what you're going through doesn't define who you're going to be. And everyone around you has a story that can make you stick to your purpose. Because yeah. that is very, very important. Because people say, I couldn't do this because of this. If you really want to do something, no matter what is going on in your life, you'll find a way. You find a way and you look back and you say because of this is the reason I am who I am today. And my favorite saying is planted not buried. And if you cannot understand that you're too young. Uh, yeah, you? yeah, I do. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. Thank you for um we really appreciate it. We look forward to having you soon. And we wish you all the best in your career, man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much, bro.